At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in on a Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Thank you to Vinny Maliulo for stopping by. Jeff is here. Matt Santos, our regular producer now during the week. Great to see Matt. And of course, Michael Lombardi. Berman just texted me. I want to ask you about the Niners and Eagles. Berman just texted about the 30 for 30 on the Mets. I got hooked on that last night. I don't know if you saw any of it, Michael. It was done really, really well on the 86 Mets and the drinking and the partying and Hernandez and Dykstra. It was really, really well done. I got to give him credit for that 30 for 30. No, I need to watch that then. That sounds really good. Berman loved it. I I was watching Murder in the Only Building or something like that with Steve Martin and Martin Short. That was fabulous. You got to watch Selena that. Gomez. Shout to Selena. Selena. My, yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. You can see that. Really good. <laughs> I heard really it's good, good but yeah. you can only find that on Hulu, correct? Hulu. I think so. I have no idea. Okay. You know, I, I, I just, just follow orders, Patrick. I'll have know, a review before the show. the ball down the yes, field. Yes, I understand. Please, thank you. I know what I know when Millie's in charge of the remote. It's it's on her. The so. <laughs> Do you want to, can you comment on this? So before Vinny left, he said the Niners, he said the Eagles are actually getting bet. The Niners, they open four here. It's down to three in Philly this weekend. Reason being, I know how sharp Philly looked down in Atlanta, but the Niners open four, bet down to that key number of three. Well, I, I think the line, you know, when I, when I did my, uh, when, when I did my lines this week, I had it as a, let me just see here real quick, Patrick. I, Niners, I had this Eagles. game. I had it as a, as really a 1.56 game. Oh, wow. So 
I could see it why it was coming back to Philly. I mean, just and those are numbers that are really early uh, when you see it. I could see this being a play. Uh, you know, it's funny though. Vinny said a lot of money was coming in on the on the Forty Niners. And he, we he know had it Josh upside mentioned, down. Yeah, he had it upside oh, down. Because after, okay. uh, right after we went off, he said, "Sorry, I was looking at it wrong. We're we're actually getting bet on the Eagles right now." I, I could see that because I mean, here's when you go back and watch San Francisco. You know, the Lions ran the football effectively on them, and they yes. made a few plays. Now they they kind of turned the ball over, and the game got away from them. And I would not say it was a great dominating performance by a 49er defense. I wouldn't say that at all. Thought it was a little bit okay, you know, and the the Lions, I don't know if you can measure anyone's offense by the Lions' defense. They're just so slow. And this will be a challenge for the Eagles in this sense. When the 49ers play their base personnel, one tight end, two backs in the backfield, they're fast as hell. They're really fast because they can get the fullback out. They got the tight end who's really a pass receiver, and they can run the ball. So you got to worry about the running game. And that creates matchups against your linebackers that you've got to be able to be really fast horizontally to defend the width of the field. This is where it becomes a real problem. The challenge for the Niners will be, can we block this front? This front's good for Philadelphia. Hargrave gives them, he's back to playing the way he played in Pittsburgh two years ago when he had five and a half sacks and numerous pressures. To go along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, some of these guys that are inside, they're playing better. That's the strength of Philadelphia's team. Philadelphia's team is not complicated. They're good in the offensive line. They're good in the defensive line. They're not great other places, but they're good in those two places, and that's what really matters when it comes to football. Well, let's talk about that Detroit team. This is going to be the second longest number on the board this week. Houston at Cleveland. Cleveland's up to 13, 12 and a half at a couple of books. Let's go to Monday night where Detroit's at Green Bay. Opened 11, sitting 11. This is Devontae Adams said that last week was a wake-up call. Um, Rogers was kind of like, whatever. And then he said, I guess we were a little too high on ourselves. Uh, that is a, uh, that's a big number in division. Should the Packers be laying such a heavy price? Well, I mean, look, the, 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 the lions struggled last week. I mean, they really struggled playing at home. Uh, you know, defensively, they struggled. They really could never get control of the game. They, the, the, the 49ers ran the ball effectively, you know, a, a running back, Mitchell, who they drafted, it was a pure rookie, gains over 100 yards. They lose more set. He was going to gain over 100 yards in the game had he stayed healthy. They just really don't have good matchups. They're slow on defense, slow, slow, slow. They can't cover in the back end, and so it's a problem. And the game only got close because Dabo Sweeney fumbled, and they got an onside kick. Two things happened that typically should never happen at the end of the game. The touchdown that they scored and got the two-point play, big deal. You know, but you should get the onside kick the way the rules are set up. They didn't. They let up another cheap touchdown. This is a game the Packers should get healthy and they should be able to really distance themselves, particularly playing in front of their home crowd. Yeah, I I would. I think it's kind of uh, putting lipstick on a pig if you're going to believe in what happened with the Detroit Lions at the end of that game. It was fortuitous. A few things. They had to get an onside kick. They got a couple of. Two-point conversions. I wouldn't put too much into it. By the way, of all your mix-ups as far as names, my favorite is you mixing up Debo Samuel for Dabo Sweeney. That's what just happened. (laughs) I mean, if you don't think the Clemson coach being uh, being in that 49er lineup got me laughing, I love that. 
I mean, what is it? How, how is it? Samuel, right? Debo Samuel. It's yeah, the game. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it. Cock. Okay, I'm so, sorry. Uh, I, I, I would. Debo, I, I apologize. If you, if you're, I don't. Call, I will not call you Dabo again. I'll call you Debo forever. All right, Debo, we got it. We're back. We're straight. <laughs> if you're watching on Monday night, to Michael's point, watch an offense that Quinn Trisha put together that looks like they're running in molasses all the time. And by the way, number three overall pick two years ago, Okuda. He gone. He gone for the year for he, the kid. It sucks, but yeah, he's but he wasn't performing anyway. You saw the. I can't remember who the defensive coach it was. Is absolutely obliterating him on the sidelines. I mean, he was missing Aaron assignments. Glenn? Left. Was it Glenn? It yeah. may it may have been Glenn. I, well, I, I I don't know who it was. But Okuda. They were yeah. They were they were destroying him. But look, they have no speed on this defense. None. Like I don't see. I'm sure they have wonderful technique, Patrick. But I'm sure their linebackers play with great pad level and technique. Oh but they're not very good at all. And, and, you know, the secondary isn't very good. Now they're going to start, you know, a rookie third-round pick at one corner. They're going to start a fifth-round pick at 19 at the other corner. This is, you know, this should be hunting season. I mean, you got to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be Elmer Fudd here. He's going to go out hunting. Duck hunt at Lambeau coming up on Monday yeah. night. The And, and nice of uh, the NFL to throw the Lions in primetime in week two for the viewing audience. I'm well, sure because they typically that. give them – remember the game they had up there? The One thing about the NFL, they all, they remember last – they never put together the, – they, they, well, remember the game they had up there last year where, where Detroit, you know, had the two roughing the pass for penalties called against them or else they would have won the That's game. That's right. We'll get that game again. We'll get that game – no, you won't. You won't get that game again. That was mm-hmm. once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And once in a lifetime happens once in a lifetime. That makes sense. I just did the math. Uh, the biggest yeah. jump, the biggest jump I'm seeing, Michael, is uh, New England's all the way up to six. So New England at the Jets, open three and a half, and has now jumped up to a key number of six here. That's a big time move. You, you know the guy, the TV star that you've invented, Bill Berman. He was all primed and ready to give out the Patriots as his pick when that line was at three. You know, and then now it's up to six. And now all of a sudden. You know, wait a minute. What happened here? You know, what just happened? How did that? How did that happen that quickly? You know, especially considering now the Jets have so many guys injured, starting with Becton, their left tackle. They have two linebackers out. You know, you can't name their defense. I mean, mm-hmm. they really got shellacked down in Carolina. I mean, Zach Wilson took a beating, and I thought they were really poorly coached offensively. They really didn't have a plan. You know, they're trying to run Kyle's offense, and it doesn't work when you don't have the speed that you need to run it. You become a slow offense when you're in 21 personnel and you don't have that tight end that can challenge and you don't have the outside guys or the running game. Really challenging. And I think it proved that be the case. The Jets are going to have to make some adjustments. They're going to have to try to keep this quarterback healthy. And what happens to the Kyle Shanahan schemes, when they get behind in games and it becomes drop back pass, your quarterback's going to get the crap beat out because they don't protect very well. Their blitzes, they have a hard time. Carolina ran a certain blitz against them that New England probably will run repeatedly that they had a hard time blocking. We have to give them credit. First off, we have to get the show credit. Uh, Michael went 3-0 and with his picks last week on the show officially, so it's a great way to start. As you said, blocking out the noise this year. And then uh, BB's best bet, Bill Berman's best bet, 1-0, Carolina. So we got to give credit. I mean, credit know, where I mean, credit's due. Got to give him credit. I mean, the man, the man's doing his homework over there in between his other jobs, you know? <laughs> he, is, he is grinding. I'm taking a look. Another one that I wanted to point out to you. Oh, a big number I, I, I should have mentioned. Atlanta at Tampa Bay. That number has jumped up to 13 at a couple of books, mostly 12 and a half. So the two long numbers on the board, Cleveland 12 and a half, Tampa Bay hosting Atlanta 12 and a half. I mean, we've got plus, you know, 
Cleveland, Houston, Atlanta, Atlanta, Tampa, plus Detroit, Green Bay. We got three games in double digits. That's Patrick. crazy. Yep. It's insane. And you know, you know, those p- teaser happy people are going to think, oh, let me tease up these numbers. There's no way I could lose, right? <laughs> you know, let me tease Hang them a up. a huge number. Get, I'll, yes. get six, I'll get six more points on this. You know, look, I, I, Houston gets no respect. They're the Roddy Dangerfield of the NFL right now. They get no respect. I mean, they played really well. They dominated that game against Jacksonville. Dominated them. And they go up there in a game they played last year. They lost 10 to 7. Now, remember, as you do, being the tremendous weatherman Thank that you, you are, that was the wind game up in Cleveland. The wind was coming off of Lake Erie. It was brutal. Remember that it was month of October. We yes. had those wind games. The Raiders went in there and couldn't deal with the wind. Well, that happened. It was a 10-7 game. Last year, as bad as Houston was, it was a 10-7 game. Houston's offensive line is better this year. They have good skill players. And they'll move the ball. Cleveland is a zone concept scheme. You can move the football on them. They're going to bend, but don't break a little bit. You got to protect. They're counting on you not protecting. Houston beat Jacksonville so bad. Urban Meyer was on Zillow looking at property in Venice. (laughs) So (laughs) he might, he may have been looking for your old place. I mean, for Urban to say he's not interested in SC, I think it's a mistake because I think Urban should be. I think, I think college football is more his forte right now. As our next guest says, USC, the best job in college football. I don't know if I disagree oh, with does? that. Oh, he does? Does he? Well, who's he? Who's Amal the AD picking for the head coach? Okay. Well, I can't we'll, wait to we'll hear that. I want two things from Amal. I want a survivor pick, and I want, a, and I want the head coach at USC. Odds ons. Amal Shaw joins us next here. We'll get those answered. I wrote them down. Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, before you make your next bet, go to vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game you're going to be able to track where the public is betting based on number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Let's go to vcin.com. Check out the betting splits. Uh, our next guest, Michael Lombardi, Amal Shaw, was just, I just, uh, he just texted me. He was at VEASAN.com checking out the betting splits. So he put that down for a second to join us. And I thought a great job, odds on, of course, Amal Shaw, Mike Palm. I thought a great job by you, Amal, explaining the USC job and just the prominence. I mean, you put a gate around Orange County and you can win a national championship. I like that take. Well, uh, Patrick, to me, when you look at the SC job, it's in Los Angeles. Factoring in NIL and the value of being in L.A. in that market, it's huge. Think about the success that USC has had over the decades. I get they're not the program they once were, but it doesn't take long. The right coach that comes in there, this program is ascending very quickly. You mentioned it. You just recruit the L.A. area, whether it's, you know, 213-310-909. You're going to have a shot to win a national title. Think about the top four uh, teams, uh, four of the top five teams a few weeks ago. Four of their five starters were from Southern California, including two from modern day. Great point. You know, um, Amal, so with that, I I agree with you. I think the USC job is better than two-thirds of the NFL jobs. Forget about the college jobs, right? 
Yeah. I mean, it's better than two thirds of the, I mean, would you rather be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and deal with some of the politics that goes on in that building? Or would you rather run your own program at SC? You don't have to, I won't wait for your answer. I already know it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's not that complicated. Right. So I, I, urban saying he's not interested is to me is like, wait a minute, you should be interested. It's USC. Some of these college jobs are way better. Nick Saban's proven that. You don't have to go through the politics of the office and all that. But my question to you is, who do you want? Who's Who do you think qualifies to get this job? That's a great question, Michael. And the reality of it is, if you can't get Urban Meyer, you wait to see, see how the season plays out in Jacksonville. I think you go get medium game Bob Stoops. Uh, when you look at the rest of the college landscape, you're not going to get, obviously, Nick Saban. So let's take him off the table. Who else fits in there that's had success that you're willing to bring in that doesn't necessarily restart? The first thing that I want, aside from a guy that can coach, I want somebody who's charismatic. Not that Bob Stoops is necessarily going to be the most charismatic guy. I just feel like the fact that he turned around Oklahoma, I think his first year went 7-5. and five. After that, he wins the national title going undefeated. To me, a lot of the other names that are surfacing, James Franklin, what does that do for your family? That's a nondescript hire that potentially gets you a 1-11-1 regular season into the college football playoff. You want somebody at SC that's stacking championships. You look at the run Pete had. If Reggie Bush doesn't lateral that football, we're talking about that night, uh, 2005 team, SC, among 95 Nebraska. And so that's what you want at USC. You've got the academic credentials of the university. It's a beautiful campus for people that haven't been there. I think it's a great place to be a head coach. Michael, I don't really have a good answer. I think if you're USC, you have the money, you run Los Angeles, get the money together, and go bring in Urban Meyer after they have a 3-13 and season. If they win three. Yeah. If they, win, if they win three. I mean, they're so poorly coached right now. I don't know how they're going to win three. I mean, they're not good in the kicking game, not good on de- really bad on defense. I mean, you know, and bad on offense. So I, I don't disagree with you. I think, you know, to me, uh, if I'm SC, I, I'm going to hire somebody with some toughness. I'm going to hire somebody who's a defensive coach. I know everybody's going to want to hire an offensive coach, but I'd hire a defensive coach like Pete, and I, and knowing that I'm going to be able to get really good skill players and good offense, that I got to win with toughness. I got to win in Utah. I got to win up in Washington. I've got to beat crosstown rival UCLA, but I got to win with. I'll get all the skill I need. I need toughness yeah. and somebody who can coach defense. And I don't know where Bob Stoops fits in that because his defense down the stretch when he was at Oklahoma wasn't very good. I, I would agree with you, though. The one name, uh, Patrick, I want to throw out to you, and they won't hire him because he's not a big enough name on a national level. I would look at Jeff Halfley at Boston College. He's charismatic. He's a great recruiter. He's about 40, early 40s. I think he's a guy that could be a long-term guy in Los Angeles at USC. I think he understands the environment, having coached at Ohio State at the D.C. Look, the three of the four years he wasn't there, look at Ohio State in terms of what their defense, the one year he was there, he gets hired at B.C. He's able to get that program going in the right direction. He's somebody I would consider. I'll tell you, the easy answer would have been Kingsbury. If Kingsbury stuck with the O.C. job, Helton would have been blown out, and he would have the U.S.C. job. This U.S.C. job is 100x times better than the Arizona Cardinal job, Michael. I, I don't disagree. I think it's better than a lot of jobs. I think, you know, there's there, there's guys that are going to want this job from all over. And, you know, look, you know, SC made the decision. I think they have somebody strictly in mind because, you know, they, they're down. It was 13-7 to 7 against Stan, against San Jose, and, and they, they came back on that. And that wasn't a pro, Beating San Jose wasn't a proud moment for the USC alum. And then they, they got humiliated by David Shaw and Stanford. I mean, 
I think at that point they just said, look, we're not going to give this guy a chance to escape again. Houdini is not going to have a, you know, because that's what we, you and I laugh about it. He's been like Houdini down there at SC. He's been able to escape. And, 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 and seventh I think year, Michael, the, seventh year. I know. And it's been unbelievable. I mean, he's escaped from every, everything that they put him through. And, 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 and cats off to Clay Helton. I mean, because he did it. And maybe he'll get another job somewhere else. Look, you know, it, it's going to be a challenge. It, it, it would be a real challenge for him uh, to to come back. But I don't think SC alum wanted to take that chance. He got the Amal Shaw parachute on the way out as well. He got $13 million to go away, Amal. Yeah, I would have told Clay, listen, somebody's going to be waiting for you on 23rd and Adams. Uh, we just need you to walk away. <laughs> but how come you've never lived in LA? You kind of got that LA cool vibe to you. I, I, wait a minute. I lived in Los Angeles before I lived in Dallas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now Michael wanted to talk to you about survivor, your opening thoughts, What's your strategy. Yeah, what me- was your strategy on survivor week one? I don't, you don't have to give me your strategy. I think our listeners would, uh, would welcome your sage advice. Well, look, you're looking for teams that you believe you can go against. Um, you know, some of the people I saw took the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, I mean, was there a tougher game on the board? The Chargers in Washington. I, some of the plays that I don't get. I understand taking certain risks. But to me, you're looking to find the easiest game on the board. And right now, this weekend, for me, it's the Cleveland Browns against Houston. Um, this is a great matchup for them. I thought Cleveland was a better team than Kansas City in that matchup at Arrowhead. Now they're coming off of a loss. This is a great spot for them. Home opener. They bounce back and get the W here. Well, I I I, th- I would say it's either Cleveland, Green Bay, or Denver. I think you're I think you're going to or New England. I think you're going to follow the Jets. You're going to follow Houston. You're going to follow Detroit, and you're going to follow uh, Jacksonville. I think those are the teams you're going to follow. And if they're if they're playing on the road. For me and Survivor, if they're playing on the road, I would go with one of those, whoever they're playing on the road against. Yeah, the, the Patriots have the Jets, and of course the uh, the Broncos are at uh, Jacksonville. So two two uh, very prominent ones. You can remember, Tampa's also hosting Atlanta. I think there's seven or eight picks this week. I think this is one of those weeks that will be highly unlikely you see a lot of people eliminated. Did you bring your sports? How about the, go ahead, Michael, please. Well, I was going to ask you, what, what game on the board really enticed you uh, with the spread in the line? What game has done that so far, uh, Amal? The, the game tonight between Washington and the New York Giants. Uh, line's down to three and a half. Uh, I actually bought it down to three. You can get it at three minus 120 or minus 125. Look, I get Taylor Heineke starting. Uh, he's not going to you know, remind anybody of some great quarterbacks of the past. But when you look at this Washington football team, I think they're solid enough defensively against an anemic Giants team. Michael, I know you know this. Patrick, the Giants scored in the last play of the game to make it 13. They had zero offense. Teddy Bridgewater looked like Phil Simms in the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos. I mean, he couldn't miss. This defense can't get off the field. Um, For me, it's a simple decision to take Washington here at home after losing their first game at home. I think they bounce back. I don't see them losing both games at home and starting the season 0-2. By the way, that was the best I've ever seen Teddy Bridgewater, and that's not an anomaly. He was... and he had drops in the game as well, Amal. Uh, Teddy yeah, was great. He was well coached, yeah. You, you know what it really was, Patrick? It was uh, uh, Teddy played great. He made plays. 
that weren't scripted. The touchdown throw to Albert O, that was unscripted. A couple of throws he makes on third down, unscripted. A fourth down pass to Judy that they convert early in the game, unscripted. But I, I think really Pat understands who Teddy is, Shermer. Yeah. And he really understood that he really understood the giant defense. I mean, the one advantage that Scott Turner has is he can put that tape up there. And basically, Pat Shermer said, here's who's not very good for the Giants, and here's who you need to go after. And the Washington football team with Logan Thomas can go after Jabril Pepper if they leave him on the field. They can go after their safeties with these tight ends. So that's going to be the blueprint, I think, for the rest of the year. There's nobody better than you, Amal Shaw. You're going to be on next here, odds on, with Mike Palm. Thank you for the time. We appreciate you. Amal, Amal, did Mike Mike Palm share any of that popcorn I sent out there to you? Did he share any of it? Uh, you already know the answer to that question, Michael. Okay. <laughs> Amal Shaw won on Twitter. He's the best. Hey, Thank by you. By the way, Pat, yep, Patrick, can you ask them to replay this first segment since I'm probably not going to make it in on time? No problem. We got you. We'll run it back. Nobody <laughs> will know the difference. You gave a pick on tonight's game as well. That's Amal Shaw, who is, he bought it down to three. And you know, Heineke stepped in. He went 11 for 15, 122, and a touchdown, no pick. So it's not like, I don't know if they're really, if this is a big time step back as far as Heineke from Fitz, Fitzpatrick in this well, offense. I think what's happened in the past is Washington's offensive line has struggled to block this defensive front of, of the Giants. I think that's been the real issue. Okay. We'll find out where the money's going. Get the updates. Josh Applebaum's coming up next here at Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, you got to invest money to make it. And if I told you you could best invest 22 bucks a month and make a ton of cash, would you do it? Of course you would. It's vsin.com/subscribe. You get everything we offer. All right? Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your free trial right now. Well, you get 24/7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages. Full access to vcin.com, the data and analysis. Just go to vcin.com slash subscribe. It's just 22 bucks. Uh, we're going to bring on our buddy Josh. Just quickly wanted to say, and good point by you with Shermer and the offense, which Teddy's used to, Michael. That honestly was as good as I've ever seen Teddy. He was yep. improvising. And the drops he had, I mean, the incompletions were drops. I mean, he was awesome. One of them was the touchdown to Hamler that would have made the score even worse than what it was. Yep. I mean, Look, I, I think we don't spend enough time, and we'll keep doing this over the weekend, is the matchups. We always talk about the player matchups, but I think we have to really spend more time focusing on the coaching matchups. You know, this coach against that coach. You know, the the coach Garrett tonight against Jack Del Rio. You know, Patrick Graham versus, you know, Scott Turner. Where's that those matchups? And I think as if you're in any kind of contest, I think you've got to grade those matchups and see who gains an advantage. I mean, it was clear as a crystal bell that the defensive staff of the Houston Texans versus the offense of the Jacksonville Jaguars had a huge advantage. It was as clear as a bell that the that the def, that the offense of the Houston Texans against the defense. And I said this on the show Sunday morning. David Culley knew yes, Joe Cullen. Did. Yes, he did. And I knew he was going to move the ball on him. He knew how he, he knew how he thought. He knew how he wanted to play the defense, and it was easy for him. And so we have to spend more time on that area of the game. That's as important as any area. It's more important than where the line's moving, what's going on, how is it happening. Gruden against Martindale. We knew that was going to be hard for Gruden, but we thought, here's what we thought. We thought once the Baltimore got tired, 
that Martindale had really no more bullets in his gun. He didn't have much. He couldn't play man that he wanted to. He didn't have the corners. And when you reduce Don Martindale without corners to play his scheme, it's hard. This is what worries me this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's hard. Josh Applebaum, our partner here, joins us. Market Insights, vcin.com slash podcast is where you can find Josh and also here with us and later in the day with Pritch. Hi, Josh. How are you? Patrick, Michael, doing great. And uh, by the way, Michael, I'll throw this one out. You're just talking Denver, Jacksonville. Talk about uh, an overreaction by low sell high. This is probably going to make you throw up. But any, any before we get to Thursday Night Football, any love for Jacksonville? This is kind of the one of those spots where Denver looks great. Jacksonville uh, looked terrible last week. But a lot of these books open, you know, Denver minus six and a half. Some of these books are down to six. It may creep back up to six and a half. But, Michael, real quick, anything to maybe think it's plus six and a half at home with Jacksonville buying low? Could that be uh, worth a look this weekend? I, I would never play it. I would take it off the board. I think the line's too high, and I think the heat and humidity down in Jacksonville will affect will affect Denver. I don't like the game at all. I think if the line was less, I might be tempted. But it, would it surprise me if Jacksonville could cover late? No, because I think the heat and humidity will wear down on Denver. But I do think there's a huge advantage to the Denver coaching staff against this Jacksonville coaching staff. I think there's a huge advantage there. And there's also advantage in terms of talent. And so that really leads me to think it would be easy to say, just take Denver, you know, but I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to play. This is not going to be one that I'm going to recommend on Sunday. And that is a peek into what we're going to be doing on Sunday. That's a John Oates play. I can't go for that. No, can yeah, do. I when can't Michael, go when Michael can't is no taking do. it off the board, can't go for that. No, can do. That's John Oates. Right. Right. <laughs> you can't part of everything in scouting. What I, what I've learned in my career is scouting is never about finding. Scouting is always about eliminating, and it's the same thing with betting. You must eliminate games that you don't, you can no can do. You you need some John Oates games. I can't do that one. I can't do Cincinnati Chicago. So my man on the other side of this, to, on the on the other side of the country uh, from you, Patrick, he can do them because he sees Coke machines out there. He don't bother him. <laughs> where, where he the, sees Coke machines. Where, he don't bother him now. He no. sees them Coke machines. He hits diet. He hits you know regular. He hits sub. You know Seven he don't ups, mind it. Right, a little yeah. orange Fanta. Yeah, he don't care. You know, for me, I I see players and plays. And I can't do that. I, no, I can't. I'm not betting Zach. I'm not betting Zach Taylor. I'm not betting Matt Nagy. No can do. You know, I mean, I'm, my man will be all over Cincinnati this week. You wait and see. He'll be lassoed up. He'll be Ted lassoed up. <laughs> Let's talk to our man about that and just uh, some of the movement, some of the Coke machines that are shifting around here, Josh. No, totally right. I think Michael hit the nail on the head. I would only worry now with my Coke machine or my Barks root beer that I think the line's getting away from you if you're a Bengals backer because a lot of these books, the play on the Bengals, Michael, to me, was when it opened plus three. Now it's all the way down. You know, I'm seeing like two, two, I see a one and a half. Things really falling. I want to know if there's any buyback going to be, uh, you know, coming, maybe buying low on the Bears at home. But uh, guys, we got to get this in Thursday Night Football because, Michael, I want to get your take here. Giants, Washington, I know you've talked about it throughout the show with Patrick, but from a from a, just a data-driven angle, guys, I'm looking at the, uh, the G-men here in this spot. Number one, kind of fits kind of that classic contrarian, sharp reverse line move play that I always like to look for. Washington, a lot of these books open around minus four and a half. You got a combination of, you know, the Fitzpatrick injury to Heineke, also some money coming in here with the G-men. Four and a half, all the way down to three and a half. But I think this is key, guys. A lot of these plus three and a halfs are juiced up toward the G-men. Like, it may get down to three. Uh, I would be looking at the hook here with the Giants. They match a lot of systems for me. Uh, classic contrarian primetime game. We've seen primetime dogs. Two and one ATS so far this 
uh, season with the Raiders and the Cowboys, but that's not an aberration. Going contrarian in these big primetime games has been profitable, going against the public. Last year, primetime dogs were 28 and 19 against the spread, almost 60%. Also, Michael, divisional dog. We know these divisional dogs so far, uh, five and one ATS. Uh, if you're a short dog, six or less, those were 61% last year. Dogs in general, uh, 12 and four ATS to start the year. But here's some interesting stuff, guys. Look, but we talk about overreaction week, buying low, selling high. If you look at teams uh, that lost their week one game by 10 or more, coming back the next week, uh, since over the last decade, they're 21 and 10 ATS, 68%. That would match with the G-men when they got uh, kind of blown out, whether it was by 14 there against the Broncos. They also have a road ref here, Scott Novak. He's 60% to road teams. Seen some under money too, guys. Maybe a low scoring game, maybe a gross sloppy one, 42-ish, down to around 41, 40 and a half. But Michael, what do you think? With uh, Heineke in there, we don't know about Saquon. Kyle also tells you the books don't really care about Saquon. He doesn't affect the line too much. Questionable, really nothing's moved. He's actually continued to move to the G-men. I'm grabbing the points here. Divisional dog, low total, primetime dog. Uh, I'm going G-men plus three and a half, Michael. What's your take on this one? Well, I mean, look, you've got history on your side, right? I mean, Daniel Jones is 4-0 and against them. They've won the last five games. The Giants have their number. I mean, I don't think there's any denying that. I think that when I broke this game down with my early numbers, I thought this game should have been a 1.125 1, 1. game. You know, if I had to make a play here, I would play the New York football Giants. But I don't really like it. I don't like the game because I don't trust Garrett. I don't trust Coach Garrett, excuse me, his offense. I think that, that this Washington defense has got to play to the level. You know, it's got to play to a higher level. I think that Washington, that Washington's offense has struggled against Pac Ram's defense. I think Scott Turner's had a hard time moving the football against them, whether he's whomever he's had in there, whether it's Kyle Allen. And they've turned the ball over to the Giants, which has ultimately won the game. And so I, I think it's going to be one of those games where whoever makes the least amount of mistakes will win. And since the Giants don't do very much, they're prone to not lose the game. Josh, uh, we've got another one here. The Ravens Chiefs, we've seen that number cross through three, two and a half up to three and a half. Yeah, I think this is all about when you bet the game. And I think right now all the value is on Baltimore. So this one opened minus two and a half KC immediately when this thing opened. I think a lot of uh, wise guys like Michael who set their own numbers. They said, hey, I can get the Chiefs, you know, below a field goal, below the key number. Okay, I'll hit that. A lot of money was minus two and a half. Uh, but then now it's all the way up to minus three and a half guys. And I'm looking at a lot of these bet splits across the country at these major books. And you're looking at like eight, nine out of 10 bets laying it here with the Chiefs. So uh, this comes into a classic inflated line primetime dog spot. Also kind of this buy low sell high. You know, the Chiefs had that exciting win. They didn't cover, but Baltimore in primetime as a favorite loses straight up. I always like the next week uh, when everyone watched them lose straight up. And maybe if you bet on them, you're mad at them. Uh, buying low on them again this week at home. Uh, to me, this is a field goal type game, Michael. We know the Chiefs, maybe it'll happen again this year where they win all their games, but they don't typically cover. If it's at three and a half now, to me, if you got the two and a half early, you're like, okay, I'll beat the closing line. But guys, I'm loving Baltimore. Insanely contrarian in a Sunday night football match, most heavily bet game of the week, getting three and a half. Michael, what do you think? Is this going to be a field goal type game? Well, I had the line at 362 before the week started, and I don't like Baltimore at all. I don't like Baltimore's offensive line. I don't like that Ronnie Stanley didn't play well at all. The fact that he's not playing isn't going to be a problem. He didn't play poorly last week, but Villanueva played worse, and now they're going to move him over to the left side, and Frank Martin's going to be back, and Tyron Mathau's going to be back. So I think the Chiefs are loaded up here. I'd, I'd be surprised. I, I think Don Martindale, his, his, his holster doesn't have any, many, many bullets in it. Who's he going to cover? He's got a double Tyree kill. Who's covering Kelsey? They couldn't cover Darren Waller last week. I'm scared of this game, Josh. You just get the, it, when you, you know, number one on Michael's wide receiver list was 
the cheetah there, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> that we that when you know again, Mahomes threw it across his close. body. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Once not he gets the ball close. in his hands, it's, it's he is by close. far and away the best receiver in football. It's ridiculous that anybody wants to argue about it. You're 100% right. It, the more you say it, the more I'm like, yep, you know what? It's not really not close. Once he gets the ball, ball in his hands, he's gone. Josh, good luck to, with the G-Men tonight catching three and a half, buddy. I appreciate it. I need, I need some payback after the 07 Super Bowl, Michael. So let's go G-Men. <laughs> okay, yeah. there it is. I'm never going G-Men. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get Michael's official pick on the game coming up next here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, so New York, Washington tonight, you want to win 200 bucks, it's easy. Bet $10, win 200. Bet MGM. All that has to happen is New York or Washington score. Uh, it's not two great offenses, but you're going to get some points, so you're going to win 200 bucks. So, get over to Bet MGM. Or download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code and the bonus code VSIN200. V-S-I-N-200. Uh, eligibility restrictions do apply. Got to be 21 years or older. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. We'll get to Michael's official pick coming up in just a couple of minutes here on the Lombardi line. Did you see this story? I, was just, I thought this may amuse you. Amuse me. Um, how about the Raiders filing a complaint to the NFL for the Ravens' cheap shots uh, in week one, specifically the Raiders felt the Ravens took several cheap shots on Hunter Renfro. I didn't realize, I, I guess if I thought about it, this is a thing. Is this something that's pretty common filing a grievance against a team? I, I've never heard the grievance. I mean, I don't think it's actually a grievance. I think they probably filed a report with the official office and saying, Hey, why wasn't this called? Why wasn't that called? Here's a, you know, it, it, there should be a penalty here. I mean, if there were cheap shots, that's what the league office looks at for the tape, even whether they're called or not, players will get fined. So I think they brought it to their attention. We shall see. I didn't see it on the tape. I didn't see there were a lot of cheap shots. I mean, you know, Baltimore's going to try to play physical. I mean, you know, I mean, Baltimore's never, if you ask John Harbaugh, they've never committed a penalty. Hey, by the way, so remember when I when I did my long soliloquy about going to Allegiant Stadium and did my review and Josh just completely ignored it. Anyway, when I went to the practice, I told you Mariota popped in the practice. I wasn't right. I wasn't putting down Carr, but Mariota with his feet and his leg and his arm, I actually thought I was so impressed. He had the big 31-yard run on Monday, kind of a spark there, and then pulled up lane with the quad. He's out. <laughs> He's on IR now. I know. I, I mean, couldn't. one play and he's brittle. He's out like he's out. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? You know, <laughs> well, one he play, did look I woozy. didn't see how hard he got. When he got up, I he thought he up. was concussed because he was kind of, he, he stammered around a little bit, but apparently it was the quad. I guess. I, I mean, you know, now we got Nate Peterman in the back. I mean, this is going to be the interesting part about the, the Steeler game here is can they protect that? They lost another offensive lineman. Uh, the Raiders did this week. Uh, you know, they had, they, they played. Uh, Jeremiah Elmanor at right guard, who, who was in the who was in Miami's camp all summer, and they picked him up just before the open of the season, put him in at right guard. So, 
you know, this is a kind of a makeshift offensive line for the Raiders who now have to travel on the road, you know, against, you know, Leatherwood, the starting right tackle, the Auburn uh, first-round pick's got to block T.J. Watt. I thought Melvin Ingram really gave the Steelers some juice with their defense. I mean, he rushed really effectively, made Hightower uh, 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 the alternate rusher, and then their inside guys, when they have Bush and Schubert in there at inside linebacker, they're really good. The, the young secondary, I think you got to take your hat off to Kevin Colbert. They've done a good job of picking some of these young defensive backs, guys that you really never heard, but they played really good in zone. They broke on the football effectively. And, and you know, Minka Fitzpatrick's a good free safety. He kind of covers up for a lot of sins. They're a good team, and they won that game in Buffalo without getting much from their offense. That was the amazing part to me. That That is already a good front. Melvin Ingram, when he plays, and he's 31, but when he's played, because he's been injured a lot, he's good to great. He's very good to great. Like, he can be very, very good and effective. Ingram's a big addition for that team. No doubt. He If he can give them any kind of juice coming off the edge, He's a good player who, you know, wasn't good last year. Maybe it was injuries. Maybe it was something else. But if he gives them some juice coming off the edge, he can be really effective. The number open five, Michael, Las Vegas at Pitt. Number open five has been bet up to six mostly across the board. Are, yeah, you, are you in agreement with that number moving that way? I, I, I think so. I, I really do. I just think to me, I go back to that Florida State-Notre Dame game. And, you know, the next week, Notre Dame goes to Toledo and, and, and they post Toledo and barely have enough to win the game. And then Florida State gets beat by Jacksonville. I think this was an exhausting game for both teams. This is one of the reasons why I don't want to touch the Ravens game. You know, I, I, if I had to play the Ravens game, all my instincts are Kansas City's going to blow them out. All my instincts are just watching the tape. All my instincts are Kansas City's going to blow them out because the Ravens don't have what the Ravens need to have to be effective. They don't have corners that can go match up. The formula to play Kansas City and 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 Cleveland did it to a degree. Is you got to have four, you got to have three corners. You got to have three corners. You've got to be able to rush from both edges and you've got to have inside penetrators and you've got to be able to play great in the red zone. And I just don't know if that's going to be the way Baltimore, because they're playing with one hand tied behind their back. You know, we saw Young try to cover. That didn't work. That did not work. You know, Tavon Young, the corner for the Baltimore Ravens, that didn't work. So you have Marlon Humphreys is going to take one guy out. Who's going to cover Kelsey? I would think they would put, to me, if I'm Martindale, I'm going to put Humphreys on Kelsey, and I'm going to double Tyreek Hill, and I'm going to take my chances with everybody else. We mentioned the big injury with Dallas, who head to the Chargers, Demarcus Lawrence. He broke his foot yesterday in practice, out six to eight weeks. Michael, you broke the news to me for Stanley. This Ravens, the vibes with the Ravens is starting to get weird, right? I mean, this is an all-pro yeah. left tackle. Villanueva was bust. He was terrible last year. He moves to the left side, like you said. This Ronnie Stanley miss is huge for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, he's just not healthy. He's coming off the ankle surgery, and you could just tell watching him play. I mean, they made the Raiders' ends. Look, I know we want to make Max Crosby into the next great defensive lineman. I get it. But Max Crosby is all about who he matches up against. When Max Crosby's going against bad tackles, he's really good. When he goes against good tackles, maybe not so good. Not, not, a, not a deficit, obviously better than Cleveland Farrell, but he's not going to dominate like he did. Now, Pittsburgh's offensive line, to me, is a little iffy. I'm a little still concerned about them. And, they, and they're going to get better as the year goes on. But they're going to be able to block. They're going to run the ball on the Raider team. They're going to run the ball on the Raiders. You, you, Najee Harris will have a big game against them. You wait and see. Max Crosby, that's your boy. 
Facts. I mean, I like him. He's a good player. I don't fine. want to take anything away from him. But Villanueva is terrible. I mean, I, I love what he's done for our country. I think it's a tremendous story. But he, he left Pittsburgh for a reason. They just didn't think he could play anymore. One thing we. And they're right. And I didn't get to. We haven't talked since Monday night. Uh, the game. You have to admit the atmosphere was awesome. That the, the stadium popped on TV. It just it works. It really does. It work. really did. It was unbelievable. But here's the part, and we never heard about this on the broadcast. And I said it on the show yesterday, is that game was lost with 36 seconds left to go. John Harbaugh didn't do what John Harbaugh should have done. When he when Justin Tucker kicked that ball through and there's 36 seconds on the clock, he should have called over his his his, his uh, kickoff coverage team. And he should have instructed his kicker to pop that ball up in the air and put it in the corner and put it in the corner, but Mm. do not kick it through the end zone. Do not kick it through the end zone. These are situations we practice at training camp. 36 seconds. They have no timeouts. We need them to return the ball. So they take time off the clock. Now they'll have the ball. Maybe they'll have the ball at the 22 with 30 seconds left to go. They don't want to return the ball. Actually, they don't want to return the ball. If if you're on the other sideline, you're saying to your guy, if it's one, if do not return the ball if it's out if it gets kicked to the end zone, do not return it. Time is more important because we're guaranteed to get the ball to the 25 yard line. So why am I going to bar, why am I going to burn precious seconds to get real estate that I already promised? And to think, and yet John kicked yes. he kicked it through the end zone. And now they have the ball in the 36. And go look at your play-by-play. The ball, the field goal that travels through the ties the game is kicked with three seconds left to go in the game. Yep. And that's got to kid. That's got to eat Harbaugh up as a special it's his teams, own fault. As, as a special it's his own fault. Coach. We never heard it on the broadcast. I mean, I mean, I'm sitting on the couch with Pat Nolan. You know, the other day, and I'm mean, like, like I'm saying they got to kick it in bounds. Like we never heard it on the broadcast. We're too busy worried about the defensive backs, fundamentals, and techniques. Of course not. And by the way, uh, no, don't worry, Bill Berman. Pat is coming on strong. He hasn't taken you over yet, but Pat Nolan, he'll he'll be there. He's well, he in. was at the house for for a week, so I got to talk about him. I, I mean, my I man's you. there. I mean, I my my man's been away. He's ba- but he's back. He's producing uh, the show hey, today. Hey, he's listen, over there the, working the diligently. He's bitching about the LED flame. The flame works. Allegiant Stadium is awesome. Go, Berman, chill with that. All right, you get you get oh, obsessed. He would, walk, he would love to welcome himself into that that stadium. Trust oh, me. Oh, Bill, bro, well, he, the te- te- tequila would be flowing. This we know. All right, before we get Where out, are we going. We I the circle lines I gotta, just posted. I know well, the circle lines just came up. I, I, but I got to get, them I gotta get a pick for, from you tonight. What do you got? Giants, Washington, you know, I'm going to give you three and my, a half. I, I, I'm going to take, my instincts tell me to take Washington at three and a half. I don't like the game. I'm not recommending, it's not going to be one of my picks. I, I lean towards Washington. That It's a lean. It's not a pick. So, Bill AD, you can't put it in the sheet. No can like, do. That's not, no can do. <laughs> I, I don't like the game. If I, I should take the Giants, I have no faith in the Coach Garrett. Tell me because my line says it's one. Because my line says these are two teams that are fairly even after the first week, and the line should have been one. Total forty and a half, a fourteen and three to the under the last seventeen for the I Giants. I actually overall. think the over is going to hit. I think the over because these are two. The defenses may not play as good as we think. Okay, that you just sold me. That that and you sold me earlier with talking about these defenses. So I'll go over. Michael, tell Pat I said hi, and don't forget it's, to tell Bill. Oh, Bill he's Berman gone. I said he's hi. A, 
Thank you so much, Patrick. Thanks, Matt. Great job. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. We'll see you tomorrow. Odds on's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.